Hi, everyone. Welcome to DevCast. I'm your host, John Janik, Chief Technologist at Dev Technology Group. I'm excited to talk with you today about just probably one of the most amazing events that you will ever see happen throughout the course of the year for technologists. We're going to be talking about the Grace Hopper Celebration. I'm joined today by three amazing women here at Dev, Kendall, Becky, and Lisa. I'm going to turn it over to them to introduce themselves, and then we're going to get into some questions and answers. So to start it off with, Kendall, why don't you introduce yourself, the role you play here at Dev, and then we'll turn it over to Becky and Lisa, and then we'll go right to questions. Thanks, John. So I'm Kendall Holbrook. I'm the CEO of Dev Technology Group, been at the company for almost 13 years now, and went to Grace Hopper in person for the first time ever. So I'm glad to be here to talk about the celebration. Yeah, it's an amazing event. Becky. Hi, I'm Becky Crane. I have been at Dev Technology Group for about eight years. I'm currently Senior Director leading one of our delivery teams. And yeah, I'd never been to Grace Hopper in person and it was fantastic. I'm excited. This is going to be an amazing conversation and we'll talk more about it in just a second. Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa Chemis. I've been with Dev Technology for 10 years now. I'm a Senior ServiceNow developer and I was very, very much in awe of the G8C 2022 conference. So Kendall, why don't we start with just a little bit of context and background around Grace Hopper and the Anita B Foundation that puts it on. I know that everybody who's anybody supports, sponsors, is invested, and many women technologists show up to this event and allies, right? And this year was very expansive. It was women, non-binary, identifying members, everybody just kind of coming together to celebrate technology and what it does for us, for people, to help humanity and our human condition. Maybe you can give a, a, your context. You saw it firsthand. And most importantly, like you really got a chance to get up there in front of everybody. Not only were you a recipient of an award, we'll get to that towards the end of the conversation, but you also had a chance to give a talk. So Walk us through that context and the background of Grace Hopper and Anita B real quickly, if you can. Sure. Thanks, John. So first and foremost, I'm a technologist by trade. I have a degree in computer science. And, you know, I wandered my way over into a CEO suite after 20 plus years of being a technologist. And I had not had the opportunity until about three years ago to be exposed to AnitaB.org and the Grace Hopper celebration. And it was actually, I was talking with Becky, who was leading our women in technology group here at Dev, with D, and we were looking for a technology conference that we could sponsor some women to go to. And Google, right? Good old Google. I was Googling technology conferences for women. And the first one that popped up was Grace Hopper. And I was intrigued from the very beginning. I just started doing some research and looking at it. And there were such great comments and participation that I knew this was the one. And I think I shared the link over to Becky and maybe a couple of other women at the company for them to check it out. But in the meantime, I saw even back then that they had a call open for speakers. And so my very first time speaking at Grace Hopper was three years ago. I did a proposal to speak and I was selected. And because of COVID, it was a virtual conference. So my first experience was virtual. And then again, last year, I submitted a proposal to speak and it was virtual again and my proposal was selected. But not only I spoke, we had one other of our women at Dev speak at that conference as well. 
And so this year, this was my third proposal I submitted. I actually submitted two proposals this year, one on my own to do what they have called in the past mentoring circles. I believe there's a new name, but it's like kind of speed coaching. You talk about a topic for like 20, 30 minutes with a smaller group of women, and then you repeat that topic with another group of women. And that's what I've done in the past. So I submitted one of those proposals this year. And then I actually joined with two other women who we actually spoke at a different conference together in February of this year. We were put together at that conference to talk about how to get more women in the C-suite. And so I approached them and we put our proposal together to really have that conversation now with a group of women technologists and make it a bit of a disruptive conversation about how it may not be the women's fault, right? That more women aren't in the C-suite. There are plenty of us who would love to be in executive roles, whether it's CEO, COO, you know, director, regional manager, whatever it is in, in the industry, but right, there's some systemic work we need to do. And so Anita B, like you said, John, really brings all of these diverse groups of women together who are doing work in companies that do IT. Some of them are IT companies, some of them are not. For example, John Deere was present at this year's Anita B. No one thinks of John Deere as an IT company, but they certainly have some IT there. And it brings women, non-binary folk together in a big tent sort of way to really talk about how we can continue to expose more girls and women to IT, how we support each other in all topics IT, how we get smarter technically, how we get certifications, any IT topic, any professional development topic is fair game at the Grace Hopper celebration. And it's just huge, right? I mean, we're literally talking 15,000 people there this year. Yeah, there were between 15 and 16,000 people present in Orlando at the convention center. And then there were another 10,000 who participated virtually. And I believe they said there were women from over 80 countries represented. Wow. So all of you said that this is really a remarkable experience for you, that you really had a great time. It was so amazing. And I was wondering if you could just walk through some of those experiences that you had while you were there. Why do you say that? What did you come away with that made you reflect back on that experience and say, this was something really special. This was very different than anything I've ever done before. And Lisa, I'd like to start with you. We'll kind of run it in reverse, Lisa, Becky, and Kendall. Sure. It was just such a thrill to see that many women, especially women in an IT, to be all together in one place. So that was really exciting. I'm amazed at how the IT landscape has changed as far as men and women. I've been in IT for many years, over 20 years, and there's been many times that I was the only female on an IT-related project. So to see the numbers of women in IT growing is very exciting. And I think there was a goal that they wanted to get to is right now, I think there's 30% women in IT. And by 2035, they want it to be 50% of women in IT. And I feel we're going to get there. So it was just a wonderful experience. That's great to hear. Becky, what about you? Yeah, Kendall said big tent, and that really hits it home for me. The size and the vastness of that tent. The convention center is huge, which so partially there's that. And there was just this sense of 
so many people in one place talking about technology and caring about technology and the professional development of women in technology. I was just very moved just by the vast numbers of people to start with. But the other thing that I found really exciting and engaging was the people from different backgrounds and years of experience. There were people that were just graduating and people that had been in the industry for 40 years, some of them in the audience and some of them talking. People from public industry and private industry and just such a wide array of people and backgrounds and talks. At any time, there were five talks I wanted to attend. And so some of them were very technical and I was learning new technical things that I wasn't familiar with. And some of them were about professional development where you might want to go and other types of topics as well. And really, I got to the end of it and I was like, I want to try to speak here next year. I want to contribute to this conversation. And I got very excited about that. And I think that says something, you know, and I have never done that before. So I think it says something that this conference inspired me to that. What an amazing story. You mentioned the energy and I was talking with somebody that observed the keynote and it was palpable, right? You could see it, you could sense it, you could feel it even through a uh, distance, you know, even watching it on the screen you could just see that there was just an amazing amount of energy in that keynote room. And I'm sure throughout the entire conference, Kendall, I was wondering if maybe you could bring us home on this one and just talk about your own experience, what it's like being in that crowd and participating with all those women around a topic that frankly, everybody's passionate about because good tech does so much for good government and good society, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, that theme of good tech does good, right? And I think that was really not the theme of the conference, but it underscored everything that they did at the conference, right? It was always a tone of how can we make things better, better for women, better for people, better for the society, better for our communities through tech, through the work we do in tech. And that supporting women in the tech space is one of the ways we do that. The energy, you know, I've been to big conferences before. I'm not going to date myself and tell the old technology conference that I went to. I think I told Lisa and Becky and they kind of laughed at me and thought it was funny because it was so long ago. But I've been to like the big tech conferences, the for-profit conferences, like, you know, the ServiceNows, the Salesforces, and they're big and they do a big production. Well, Anita B is a nonprofit, right? It's a nonprofit association, essentially. So I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew that they would do a big conference, but it felt like being at one of the big for-profit conferences. And that to me, I think was surprising because they are a nonprofit. It's not like they have large budget or big staff, but they do have great sponsors. And I think, John, you mentioned when we started off that really anyone who was anyone sponsored the Grace Hopper celebration, right? John Deere, McDonald's, Amazon, you know, Meta, all the big names, Salesforce, all of the big names sponsor Anita B. And they do their best to make sure that that is known, that this is the place to be. This is where you want to recruit women. This is where you want to come and be around women and have great conversation and learn. And so it was just energizing. I think that's probably the best way to put it, it was energizing. Being in that room, seeing all of these 
women from very different places, very different ages, very different demographics, so diverse, so inclusive that it was just an amazing experience. I can't, you know, when I think back on the week, you think about the things that didn't go right or might've been bad. And, you know, yeah, it was the first conference post COVID. So there were some logistics that I'm sure they're going to work on and improve on next year, but there weren't any bad experiences. And that in and of itself with that many people being in one place is pretty darn amazing. I mean, I know Becky, I think you, Lisa and I were talking about this when we were walking through the convention center right? There's a lot of photo ops, right? They did a great job with the branding and messaging. And there was this one area, it's a giant grand staircase in the convention center that kind of led to the trade show floor. But each of the step risers had a piece of a graphic, which was the whole Grace Hopper 2022, next is now. Next is now was the slogan. And the entire time we were there, there was this very nice line of women who were standing there waiting to have their pictures taken on those stairs. Now, this was not an organized line. This was just the women, being women, deciding to line up, and each one would subsequently hand their phone to the woman behind them, and they would go stand on the stairs, and they would take their picture. Then the next woman would go take hand her phone to the woman behind her. Like, it was just so self-organized, and it was this peaceful line, like, literally for four days in the same spot. And so it's just things like that, that you don't really see at the big for-profit conferences that are not mostly women. You know, so we talk about high-performing teams and agile, self-forming teams. What a great example, Kendall. And you can tell, like, so many women there were probably very high-performing in their roles because they were able to come together and they knew what their mission was. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew how to get there. And so it was very quickly a normalization of like, hey, I'm going to take my picture. Can you do it for me? And then I'll do it for the person behind me and so on and so forth. What a great story. I love that one. Becky, you had a comment. Yeah. Just thinking about pictures and self-organizing women. So for the session where Kendall spoke on a panel, it was her and two other CEOs, so the three women CEOs up there. And I don't know who started it. One woman from the audience, there's 500 people sitting waiting because these rooms are huge and there's lots of people in each session. And somebody in the front said, oh, hey, could I take my picture with you? Because that person's thinking, look, here's these three CEOs, that's where I want to be someday. And I want to see what I look like with these three CEOs. And so that person got up there, someone took a picture with the phone, and then so it was like, I want to take a picture with them too. And suddenly they had a line. <laughs> and I really, for me, it was a sense of inspiration, I think, to see these three women CEOs. It was an inspiration to all those people in the room that they wanted to be a part of. And it was impromptu. Yeah, I can only imagine. Kendall. Yeah, I had almost forgotten about that, Becky. That that was a great example. We were a little bit shocked, right? Number one, we were a little bit shocked that on the last day of the conference, that 500 women were lined up, like they started lining up 40 minutes before a session to actually come and listen to us. You know, conferences typically thin out on the last day. But then, yeah, that line, it was so exciting. The women, you know, you ask about the energy. The women were the energy wherever they were. They were energetic and excited to be there and to experience it and to take pictures. We had a little video montage 
who uh, Melissa Janik from our marketing team put together for our panel where we were showing kind of women who were at the top of their game, right? And leaders in their industries. And it wasn't just an IT. And we kind of ran that in the last couple of minutes before we started speaking. And completely unexpectedly, every time the video changed to a new women, the crowd started cheering. Like they cheered for every single woman that was up on the screen. Now, at this point, we hadn't said one word. We were just running the video. And it just goes to show you, like, there was just this energy, this hunger, right? Like this excitement to be there and to be with each other. That's amazing. You know, one of the speakers you spoke with, Aaron Gallagher, posted on LinkedIn during GHC that Dreamforce, which is Salesforce's big conference, was happening at the same time. I got to say, I think if any of the women were over at Dreamforce, they were missing out. It sounds like there was just so much energy and so much passion and so much dedication going on in that Orlando Conference Center. Yeah, I want to transition over to Becky. I want you to start with this question and think about, you know, some of the data that comes out of GHC is just staggering, right? It draws women from 80 different countries. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean... I can see how my experience this year will lead me to talk to 10 other people and say, I went to this conference. It was fantastic. And I think the energy spills over to word of mouth to other people that you know. And I think it's that energy that keeps people coming back. I definitely met people who had been there, you know, every year because there's always something new to learn. And there's always a boost when you have that energy, when you have that number of people in one area for three days, all talking to each other. And so, you know, I think that that draw must come back every year and get bigger the more people you talk to. Yeah, I would imagine. So Lisa, what would you like to add to that? Well, I think it also gives women in IT a chance to network and share ideas and experiences. And it gives them also a one-stop shop to apply to hundreds of companies. And I think about when I started into the IT workforce and I'm dating myself, but actually having to look in the paper for jobs and to actually go there Of course, the energy was there and the networking, but also it gives women an opportunity to go to one place and they could probably give maybe 200 resumes out to 200 different companies. And what a great opportunity that is to have that there as well, to give women opportunity to just be able to do that. That's really describing the value. Kendall, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, just a couple of things that I've learned in the past three years about Anita B. and Grace Hopper that I think may answer your question about the 80 countries. You know, number one, there's a big presence in Asia. They do actually have a smaller conference called Grace Hopper Celebration India. So there's a big contingent of Indian women who not only participate in India, but also come to Grace Hopper in the United States. One of the things I mentioned, Big Tent, one of the things they intentionally do, they make sure that the leadership of, you know, the main stage and the conversations that are being broadcast in, you know, those big plenary sessions are very diverse. You know, one of the hosts, actually the host for the virtual conference, because not only, you know, I mentioned there were 15 to 16,000 women in Orlando and 10,000 online. They were running a simultaneous conference online 
And the virtual host was actually from India, but she was in Orlando hosting on their live desk. So I think they do a great job of trying to bridge the gap culturally and physically by bringing people in from other countries to make sure there's that diverse representation. The other thing that they do that is excellent is they partner with universities. So I don't know the number of universities that they partner with, but there were tons of universities present at the conference and lots of students who were representing their universities at Grace Hopper, both students who were from the United States and international students. So I think that's how they do it as well. They create bridges to bring women together. That's a great way of putting it. Lisa, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I can't think of anything. I just hope our company, Dev Technology, and I've already talked to Kendall about this, but there's definitely going to be a yearly commitment to get more people from Dev Technology, more women to go, because I want to share this with somebody else, you know, especially with people at Dev Technology. It's very inspiring. I came home very inspired, and I'm just really glad I got the opportunity to go. Amazing. So Kendall, you spoke a lot about all the different things and specifically, I want to talk about your speaking engagement. Becky alluded to the people standing up, taking pictures, waiting in line in the room. And you talked a little bit about the energy and the applause and the engagement during the slideshow. You actually had an opportunity to stand up and engage with a huge room of women who were asking the question, how do I get to be in the C-suite? So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, that experience, and you had some great women up there on stage with you. Talk to us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, John. So first and foremost, I spoke with two dynamic women, Erin Gallagher, who we mentioned, and Dr. Rajanik Modeste. Both have started their own companies and kind of are CEOs in their companies. Erin, for example, she is actually on her second company that she started, so certainly has great expertise. So being with the two of them was so exciting when we first met in February. We had such great rapport that that was part of the reason I reached out to them to put together a more formal talk for the Grace Hopper Celebration. So we started to unpack in February at the Equity Summit, which is a conference where we were put together and met, that you know there is a lot of work that we need to do within organizations to really allow women to excel. And whether you know that's to be CEO or COO or like I said, you know, director or wherever they want to be, right? If there's a technical leadership role, CTO or CIO, whatever, wherever they want to be, We need to do some work systematically within organizations to allow that to happen, to make sure that women have the opportunities, that they're supported, that they don't have to change themselves to necessarily get those opportunities in those roles, right? And so that's really what the heart of what we talked about at the Equity Summit. And then we made it more formal for Grace Hopper. Obviously, it's a much bigger audience. We're on a bigger stage with lots of wonderful women in the room. And we got lots of great feedback from that audience. But we really just kind of unpacked that conversation. And then we went to question and answer. And what also was so amazing was that after we got off stage, the three of us 
spend another hour outside of the room talking to women who didn't get a chance to ask questions in the room. So I, we stood there for another hour and just had conversations with these women who were so hungry to hear more about this topic. So it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Erin and Rajanique are terrific. I would speak with them again. We're already talking about our part two at Grace Hopper 2023. So stay tuned. That's amazing. You know, and it's a good segue too into the beginning of the whole conference where Dev was recognized as a top workplace for women technologists. And you and Becky had an opportunity to stand up on stage. So first off, and this is really an important thing to kind of underpin all of these conversations. There's a lot of evidence, data that shows that we have a long way to go towards building true equitable engagement, right? In that, Becky, I think you were the one talking about how their target is that, or maybe it was Lisa, right? We want 50% of representation in the IT and the technology workforce to be women because that's what society looks like. And one of the ways an E2B does that is through this award saying that these companies are leading the way in trying to push that position that women should reflect in technology, the positions that they reflect in society. Our society is is made up of 50% women and 50% men, right? And other genders and identities as we can blend them in, right? And so there's this real question around, I think, how do you talk through that? How did you experience it? So specifically, I want to ask, what was that like getting up on that stage in front of that huge keynote to accept that award? And how did you feel personally about being able to say, this isn't because we had a good writer write the award nomination. This is because we actually had the data and evidence to prove that our policies and our approaches work. Ken, I was wondering if you'd be willing to start us off. Yeah. So what's so wild about that experience is that this year, I actually didn't think we were going to win. And the reason I didn't think we were going to win is because we won last year. So we're a two-time award winner, which is kind of mind-boggling. I know that we strive to be equitable and inclusive and promote women and bring women into the organization. But we all know that it's been a challenge, right? Especially since COVID with people leaving, like we've suffered from people leaving the company and, you know, challenges in hiring people and all of that. So I just didn't know when we were stacked up in 2022 against other companies, if we could, you know, stand our ground and right, retain that very distinguished award from Anita B. And we did. So that first and foremost, I was humbled by the fact that we were winning this award again. Being on that stage, it was scary, 100% scary. You know, Becky and I got an opportunity to practice, right, getting on stage the day before. And that's when they told us we had to walk up there and hold this heavy award, which we did. And then we also should turn and wave, which my deal with Becky was I'll carry the award and try not to fall down because I am a little bit clumsy. But if I was going to do that, she was going to have to do the waving because I needed two hands so I could hold the award and not fall down. So it was the longest, like 30 seconds, you know, I would say of our lives, but it was exciting. You know, we were proud to be on stage. I know I was, I know that the team had a watch party in our office. So I knew we had good vibes coming at us from Reston, Virginia, 
But it was just very cool. And throughout the conference in that main room on that main stage, our award kept circulating. Like the announcement of our award was up on the big screen and it just would circulate in the loop. And so I think I, I went in a couple times and grabbed a couple more pictures of it. And yeah, so it was exciting, but I was really humbled that we actually were able to win again this year. What a great story. Becky, you want to add anything? Yeah, I mean, 100% scared for those 30 seconds for sure. <laughs> it was such a big room and so many people, but just so thrilling to be up there. And it was also quite the conversation opener for the rest of the three days. And Kendall said this would happen. I didn't believe her, but it was true where people would look at you and be like, and they do a double take and they'd be like, wasn't your company the one that won the award? And we'd be like, yes, it was. And then we'd have a conversation. And I think what amazed me was that it really, that type of acknowledgement that what a company is doing in support of women in the technology workplace, that that really matters to those 15,000 people in the room and the 10,000 people watching and many, many other people, of course, around the world, but that it really mattered. People were paying attention to that acknowledgement. And that was amazing to me. What a truly community-based sense of goodwill, I imagine. Lisa, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I just wanted to add why we got the award. Deaf Technologies' commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion with education and after-hours activities and partnering with other organizations is just amazing. And we also commit to pay equity, which we know is troublesome in other companies and industries. And you know, Deaf Technology commits to pay equity where all qualified persons are paid at the same level. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk as well. So to ensure this is happening, they regularly review salary metrics and make adjustments as necessary. So that, amongst many other things, is why I think we won the award. I really can't underscore our commitment as an organization. And I know, Kendall, so much of that comes from you, comes from Susie. We have strong women leaders throughout our entire executive team that really are willing to say, we need to be equitable, inclusive. We need to make sure everybody is at the table. And that's really pervasive throughout not only how we operate internally, but also how we deliver you know, our primary work is delivering business for the government, right? Delivering solutions for the government that work. And it's evident in how we approach our work with the government, that we bring that inclusive approach to say, these are the people that you need to do the work that you want to do. And I cannot tell you just as a man, right, how proud I am to be part of that team. And to hear these stories is just really amazing and invigorating to know that we are continuing to move the marker and make our country, our government, our society a better place for everyone. And it's just so important to move that message and, and to continue to shout it from the rafters. Kendall, do you want to say anything as we kind of close up here? The only thing I want to say is I appreciate the opportunity that Dev had, that I had to go to Grace Hopper to accept the award to speak on the panel, right, to share our 
brand of Dev, you know, what we think is a great company with such a large audience and crowd. I mean, that was amazing. I certainly appreciate Becky and Lisa for joining me in Orlando. It was nice to have some friendly faces when I was speaking. It was also nice to be able to share a meal with them. And, you know, and Becky and I, at one point, you know, we're walking down a hall together and a woman uh, stops us from AWS and she recognized us from the stage and she wanted to take a selfie with us, right? Like, so having Becky and Lisa there to share all of that with was wonderful. And so definitely we'll continue to support Grace Hopper. We'll continue to support women in IT. We'll continue to support equity and inclusion and belonging of women and any underrepresented person at Dev. That is my commitment. That's our leadership team's commitment. And so, yeah, I'm just glad we got to have that experience. Phenomenal. Lisa, anything you want to add? No, Kendall wrapped it all up for me really well. <laughs> Thank you. We're very lucky to have such an eloquent CEO. Yes. Who's willing to cover all of our thoughts and just wrap it up in a nice bow like that. Yeah, she does a fantastic job. Becky, anything you want to close us out with? No, I think I'd say the same as Lisa. I really do think that what I did really appreciate was that I was able to share this with Lisa and Kendall because it really was nice to have that in common. So I appreciated that. Kendall, Becky, Lisa, friends, thank you so much for joining me on today's DevCast. We've been talking about the Grace Hopper celebration, everything that goes on at that amazing conference that happens once a year. I know we heard it here that we'll be seeing everybody again next year down in wherever the convention is next year. Sounds like Dev's going to be there again. Hopefully we'll see you there and hopefully we'll see you on the next DevCast. Until then, I'm John Janik. I'm your host and the chief technologist here at Dev Technology Group. Thanks. Thanks.